Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Tuesday, the 12th of May. This is the COB. I'm Kylie Merritt here with David Scott. Scuddy, what was your take on today? The market giving back all the gains from yesterday. Yeah, turnaround Tuesday, but uh, to the downside this time. And big banks uh, were bashed. Uh, the big miners were also hit hard. And we've got some uh, more speculation uh, news uh, items about uh, geopolitics geopolitical tensions between Australia and China. So uh, obviously, I think people are getting a little bit concerned, particularly after what we saw with the uh, China potentially putting uh, tariffs yeah. on Australian barley, barley imports. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've sort of talked a bit about, um, you know, how obviously China um, seems to have come out of this, <laughs> ironically, um, better than most countries. Um, and we, you know, I know you've written today in your view about how China's stimulus, you know, back in the GFC was really what helped get Australia, you know, out of that. Where are we sitting now um, with, with all these bits and pieces coming in over the top? Well, it adds to the uncertainty. That's the, the key thing. You know, we're talking about Australia's largest trade partner, you know, the two-way bilateral trade between Australia and, uh, and China you know, back in 2018, so a couple of years ago, but still fairly relevant was $215 billion. Uh, now, to put that in context, Australia's second largest trade partner is Japan, two and a half times less than with China. So this gives us some sort of insight as to what we're talking about in terms of the risk. Now, if China doesn't come to the rescue and doesn't want to stimulate its, uh, its economy through building things like they did back during the GFC, they don't want the, uh, the, the thermal coal, the coking coal, the iron ore, uh, Australia's resource riches then obviously we're going to be in a, a bit of a problem given what we're facing domestically. Yeah, okay. Well, and you can see then why just any of those little little pieces of information um, can really spook the market. Um, I just wanted to, to do a bit of a programming note, I suppose. Um, one of the interviews that we had on Ausbiz today um, was David Elia, the, the CEO of Host Plus. Um, one of the interesting things he was talking about was you know, I think it was only a week ago we were talking about the the huge numbers of people who tried to get um, early access to their superannuation. He's saying now, you know, just the numbers that he's looking at right now, that the number of claims are, are diminishing. Um, that it's that optimism that that seems to be coming in. I think people, this is his feeling anyway, that people are thinking that things are going to reopen probably faster than they'd originally expected. You could probably make the case of that. And also, we know that the, uh, the job keeper uh, payments started to flow through at the start of the month. So we're now almost a fortnight into that. So we're getting people getting some cash flow. So maybe that's mitigating like, the need for people to go and draw down on the superannuation. So it's a positive step, but uh, no, time will tell whether we're actually going to see the reopening of the economy and people getting back to work at, uh, at, at a rapid speed. Yeah. We had a couple of big interviews on Ausbiz today. So there was, um, there was that one and also the CEO of um, Cochlear, 
Dig Howitt. Um, if you want to have a listen to either of those, uh, the links are in our newsletter or you can just go onto, um, onto the website or onto our app um, and check them out. Look, our stock of the day today, um, Mesoblast, the regenerative medicine biotech company. Um, it's, you know, had some, it been in the news a lot with positive results coming from some of its um, uh, tests that have been run with some of its products for COVID-19 patients. Um, we, it was our stock of the day. We talked about it a fair bit on um, the call today. So Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and, um, and Mark Morland from Team Invest. Here's a, a bit of what they had to say um, about Mesoblast. I don't doubt the integrity or the intentions of people behind Mesoblast, but the reality is this is pure lotto ticket stuff for all of these biotechs. Okay. All right, Mark? Uh, well, from a Team Invest point of view, it doesn't sort of meet our uh, financial requirements and the reason is it never makes any money it made one year that i can see a profit and this has been listed for um, 16 years so it's not like it's you know johnny come lately it's been around for a long time it's a complex business biotechs are very difficult uh, to invest in at the best of times but i'm not seeing any uh, clear improvements on their earnings. You know, they're sort of de- they're negative. They're losing uh, money consistently, and they're, that doesn't that doesn't seem to be changing. Mark Morland there from Team Invest, and uh, Mark and Scott covered another ten stocks today on the call. You can listen to that show as a podcast or watch the whole program on our website or our app. Um, Scuddy, let's have a look at some of the data coming out tomorrow. We've got Westpac Consumer Confidence. Yes, we've seen the uh, the weekly ANZ Roy Morgan survey that confidence has rebounded albeit only to the depths of the uh, GSC levels. So nothing to really write home about. An improvement from horrendous levels is probably what we're expecting to see in that particular survey. Um, and ABS uh, wage price index, what are you going to be, I know you love digging into this data, what will you be looking for in there? I must admit I used to really enjoy this uh, release because it's, it's got so many different aspects to it. Unfortunately, on, on this occasion, like so many other data releases we're getting at the moment, this is for the March quarter. So it's going to give us an insight as to what was happening with uh, average wages uh, in the March quarter and the year to March. Uh, obviously, we know the world has been flipped on its head since then. So it's going to give us a little bit of information on how Australia was travelling, particularly the labour market, heading into this crisis. Uh, given what was going on with the uh, unemployment rate at the time, Uh, other aspects of the economy. It's probably going to be another weak result. Uh, Potentially might see real wages go backwards because inflation rose a little bit. But uh, it's not going to give us too much information and it certainly won't be moving markets tomorrow. Yeah, and just before I let you go, Scuddy, obviously um, in in a normal year, today, tonight would have been budget night. Um, We would all be down, locked up in Canberra as we speak. Um, Instead, today we just had the Treasurer uh, speak in Parliament. Um, Our tweet of the day today is from Josh Josh Frydenberg saying, Australians know there is no money tree. What we borrow today, we must pay back in the future. Are you starting to feel like, obviously, that we've had some sort of commentary from the Prime Minister about how long JobKeeper may or may not be in place for? Are you starting to feel like that rhetoric is really changing? Definitely. And uh, they are trying to go and prime the electorate for potentially an early rollback is what I suspect they're trying to go and do. Uh, I do question whether it's the time to be talking about it right now. As we mentioned earlier on, it's only been two weeks since we've actually seen the job keeper payments mm. start. Uh, you don't want to be getting people concerned, uh, you know, tightening their belts even further, because that's just going to go and prolong the crisis. Uh, we need to go and have confidence here. Yes, if we can go and get back to work sooner, fine, you can go and start peeling back those payments. The support won't be required. But in my opinion, it's not required at this point. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Scotty. Good to see you. We'll see you again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. We will 
hear and listen and speak to, the, to you guys tomorrow as well. Have a great night. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.